man, our God is good, isn't He? When you woke up this morning, it's just what the party told us you thought it would be. We said, Blessed be the name of the Lord, didn't we? So, you know what? Here in Texas, if you don't like the weather, all you have to do is wait a minute. Amen? It will change. I understand by Thursday it's going to be back in the 20s and 30s. So, uh, get ready for those things. Uh, I did hear there was a chance to snow, but we are rebuking that in the name of Jesus. But no more uh, ice Armageddon here in Papa Cove. People have heart attacks for being freezing out here. We don't know how to drive. We don't know how to act. We don't know what to do. We go to Walmart and buy all the toilet paper we're out when we have ice around here. You would think we'd go get salt or something, but no, we buy toilet paper. What's wrong with us? You know? So anyway, oh, my goodness, it is good to see each and every one of you this morning. Uh, we are a little bit down in numbers, so please continue to pray for those that are out traveling, that seven that are out sick today, and some that just aren't feeling well sick. We do a prayer for them. We do a prayer for each and every one All right, church, let me tell you a little bit about what's happening this morning. First thing I want to do is welcome you if you're visiting with us. Actually, you can fill out the little card you'll find in front of you. Place an offering page is coming out. So we have a record of your visit. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you're joining us online, we want to welcome you as well. As God bless you and as you consider coming here right here with us in the There's just something about being with God's people. It just won't feel as you here with them. And so, consider uh, being a part of that. All right, for those of you that helped out yesterday's youth fundraiser, the Chili Cook-Off, we want to say thank you. It was a wonderful success. And incidentally, I got second place. Amen. But I lost out. I lost out on something. So, uh, you know, if I was a politician nowadays, you know what they say when they lose? Politicians do they say, I'm not sure that election was uh, completely uh, legitimate. <laughs> Actually, I think it went very, very, very well. I, I got to eat some wonderful chilies, and so there were some great, great recipes out there. So, uh, God bless you in that. Thank you for supporting our youth as they get ready to go for winter youth camp. So that's going to come up, I think, around the 11th, right, right, Brandon? And we went out to see some good players for our youth that had a wonderful time and a wonderful time and safe travel for that. So, all right. What else is coming up? Well, today, church at 4.30, we'll have some potter practice, followed at 6 o'clock by an evening worship. Uh, don't forget Monday night, Eschatology Book Club. If you're part of that, you need to be finished chapter 20. Uh, so not that much to read, but it was a lot of fun. It's on uh, close to that, so please continue uh, being a part of that. Uh, don't forget Tuesday, we'll have ladies Bible study at 9.30 and Thursday at 6.30 in the evening. Wednesday, we'll have our normal uh, services here in Thursday at 6.30. And of course, Thursday night, the men's Bible study. I want to remind you of next Sunday, church, we will be observing the Lord's Supper. So get your heart ready for that. Get your heart ready for the Lord's Supper. All right, with that being said, that's our upcoming uh, services. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and actually pray that we can rise and bless one another. Father, we come to you now in Jesus' name and we thank you for being in your house, Lord. Thank you to bless us today. Help us to be a spirit. Don't say you did this, Lord. And I just pray that you're going to be here and you come and make yourself a little baby and you're going to save you I pray, Father, for those that are out, Lord, those that are sick, those that are traveling, that you bless them, Lord, to live and quickly, bring them safely back to us, Lord God, that we might be able to fellowship with you. I'm praying, Lord God, for those who are traveling, for those who are safely. And Father God, especially for those who are dealing with any of these seasonal allergies or any of those who have been touched by COVID. I'm you, Lord, upon them upon their body. 
Number one, if you need to get your tithing receipts for your giving statement, they are available in the office, and you can actually pick them up there. So just come in and say, I want mine, we'll give it to you, or you can contact us and we will mail it out to you. So that's the two ways to pick it up. We'll either physically mail it to you, or you can come out of the office and get some extra tithing receipts. And the second one I want to get is uh, up here, this is after today, so please uh, remember Jen and Sonia is there at home doing this. Thank you. 
So let's just give you a round of applause. God bless you in that. The blessing to have her, the blessing to have so much talent in Rock Valley that day. And that being said, I think Brother Mark is going to be leading us in this day. Brother Mark?
trade as you could right on the top of 60 second base and stop. Don't be that guy! Was that me? No. Somebody I know, though, somebody I love very much, ran over the pitch and won his football run over, boom, right to second base and stopped. And he's like, okay. Like, no one's going to tell you that, buddy. Go ahead and get that score right there. Don't be that guy. You know, we all have stories like that in our lives. About the basketball team where the kid intercepts the pass and then dribbles down the court and scores in the wrong goal towards the other team. Football players that intercept the ball and run the wrong way and end up in a safety for their team. We have those stories. Oh, dear, oh, God. The Bible has some pictures like that as well. In fact, our first example this morning is a man with one of her own remarks from, even though there's not a lot of facts in his life, his name is Venus. Venus. I know what you're always thinking. Sounds too much like Venus, doesn't it? Venus! Venus! Who was Venus? Well, Venus was. Somebody that somehow or another got close to Paul, got close to what was going on. He was accepted, and he was a little bit trusted, not quite accepted as you might think. Look at me in the book of Philemon, chapter 1. I don't know why it's in chapter 1, it's all the way. Philemon, look at me in verse 23 through 24 here. The Bible says that the Apostle Paul is given a description of these people. Let me tell you a little about Philemon. Philemon is a powerful letter, a letter of I remember when you did that to me. I remember when you said that to me. I remember when you acted like that, when you behaved like that, when you have something to break somebody with. Philemon had a reason to be angry. Philemon was a slave on church philosophy. A slave ran away from the church. He ran, this is in Paul's later years, he ran to Rome. figure that, huh? That's how God works. And we have slaves. The letter of Philemon goes back to the mission of St. Louis to forgive Philemon. You need to forgive him. You need to forget. You need to put it on my card if you want to tell us to By the way, I expect you to do even more than that because he's no longer an unprofitable slave. He's now a brother. Thank you. 
much is going on as Demas is watching. Perhaps Paul's beginning to realize there's something about him. He's just not bearing that truth that I expect that we need to see in Christianity. And we know that's really what we're going to bring up today. Don't be that guy. That one who can talk a good game. That one who has all kinds of head knowledge and has absolutely no heart knowledge. You know what I'm talking about? That kind of person who can say all the right words, give all the right phrases, they can speak in what I call Christianity. You know those guys who could say, I've been watching a bunch. Try that with a non-Christian. They look too much like Christian. Say, I've been born again to a non-Christian. They're like, what are you talking about? Tell them that you have a new name written down in heaven. They're like, what? What? Tell them there's joy in your heart. Tell them that the Lord put song in your life. Christians, go get them! And they don't even know who I am. 
Krishna, he greets you. Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, we know all about him. He's the author of the Gospel of Mark. He comes to you welcome him. And you see, for the So it's called the These are my only fellow workers for the kingdom of God. Who are of the circumcision? These are the Jewish brothers. They have food to be a comfort to me. He passes, and we're going to go to He passes. Who is one of you? Always laboring fervently for you in prayer. Could you imagine that kind of endorsement from the Apostle Paul? This man is a servant of Christ. This man's a slave to Jesus. He is always laboring fervently for Jesus in prayer. Why bear your witness to the Apostle Paul? Because he has a great deal for you. I know, sir, again, may I see, I know that the beloved physician, he doesn't really need a lot of introduction, does he? This is the guy who wrote the gospel book, the guy who wrote the book of Acts. Oh, by the way, notice the physician that all these wonderful seals of approval, all these wonderful idols, all these wonderful, look at what they're doing, their works follow them, the fruit is being testified of. Almost as if the Apostle Paul says, I don't really know about him anymore. He's not bearing fruit. He came to us. He was a big, healthy plant. And on side of his plant, he had big, healthy green leaves. And he had wonderful color. But there's been no fruit. And none whatsoever. I'm beginning to wonder about him. Almost as if the Apostle Paul was saying, I don't know about him. And let me just bring you back to the title of this morning's message. Don't be that guy. Don't be him, said Pastor. Don't be Venus. Let's find out a little bit more about him. The Apostle Paul spoke the end of his imprisonment, spoke to what some scholars may say the end of his that they call this this end time letter, Second Timothy. This is in chapter four, verses nine and ten. The apostle Paul's writing to Timothy, and he's telling him, "I'm cold. I'm old. I'm lying in prison. I'm in water. There's rats. There's roaches. My eyes are killing me. I can't see. I'm constantly living in the dark. The torches are blown out, and I cannot see." Timmy, bring me my cloak. Timmy, bring me the parchment. Bring me the scrolls. I need to be comforted. I need them, and I need them now. And this is why. Be diligent to come to me, Timothy. Verse 10 of Jesus. Having loved this as birth. And he departed to Thessalonica. Thessalonica, that Galatia, and Titus, the Dalmatian. Don't be that guy. What's Paul saying here? He's saying, learn in your Christianity not to quit. Don't. Let me give you some biblical examples of that. Our first example this morning about not being that guy is don't be a demon. What did demons do? 
Demas left when everybody needed him. Demas left when everyone was counting on him. Demas quit when the time got stopped. You know something about God's church? Are you ready for this? You want to hear something wonderful about God's church? The gates of hell, listen to me now, will never prevail. Somebody say amen. Well, I want you to know that it doesn't matter how many demons quit on us. God's people will never fail. In fact, I believe with all my heart that God did not put the church here on earth to whine. He put us on earth to win. And it's about time for us to stand up again and start reaching out to this world, saying there is a God in heaven. He has a Son, Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And we've got to get back into Him. And we're going to watch society fall apart all around. Demons quit having loved that present world. The things of the world began to be attractive to him. He said, you know, I had this lifestyle of self-denial for a minute. And it began to be not attractive. I said, why do I deny myself? Why do I keep away from the things that will bring me joy? How many of us know the answer? The answer is because he was in heaven enjoying the Lord, wasn't Because if you taste of the Lord, you can't taste anything else. Somebody say amen. Jesus said that. He said, if you eat of me, you will never hunger again. He said, if you drink of me, you will never thirst again. If you're hungry and thirsty for things of the world, perhaps you haven't really eaten. Perhaps you haven't really drank of the water of life. You, like Demas, have put your fingers in the water. You, like Demas, have picked up the ground and held it. You didn't get it either. You smelled it. You put it in your hand. You looked at it. Demons have left him. Let's look at our first biblical example of a person. We don't know who this guy is. We like to call him the rich, young ruler. Are you familiar with him? Don't be that guy, demons. Don't be him. Look with me in Luke 18, verses 18 27. Now, a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. Let's stop right there for How many of us, if somebody came up to us and said, Pastor, preacher, teacher, deacon, Christian, how do I go to heaven? How many of us can answer that question? You know what most of us would say? Oh, Christian, say this prayer with me. And now you're going to heaven. And they don't know what sin is. They don't know what God's expectations are. They don't know about relationships. Instead, we've given them a prayer and we told them they're going to heaven. You know, we created a demon. We created demonses. Demonses who later go on saying, I don't understand why I can't be an alcoholic Christian. I don't understand why I can't be a drug addicted Christian. I don't understand why I can't be an adulterous Christian. And the reason why is because you cannot love the things of the world and be with Christ. Somebody say amen. Jesus gives him the commandment. He says, do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not lie. Do not be disobedient to your mom and dad. And then look at Jesus in verse 21. He says, I'm so glad you came to my youth. Well, Jesus heard these things. He said, you know, you still lack one thing I know how to do. He uses that very first command. I guess I have no other gods before me. Reminds you of when he was worshiping his money, the things of this world. You still have one thing. You still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. 
therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, do you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you not expect to die. What are these people here? Kind of our message this morning is don't be that guy. So we looked at Demas, we looked at the rich young ruler, but I really want you to look at that person in the field, at that woman grinding, the ones that were not taken, but the ones that were left behind. Don't be that guy, because I believe with all my heart that the time is getting close for God to call this church. I believe the time is getting closer for God to speak out to us, for God to begin revealing to us what's about to happen in the future. And I don't want anyone to be that person out in the field. Could you imagine what that would be like? To be out there walking, working, working with your partner, out of a sudden when God calls this church home for you to be the one left don't be that guy, amen? Don't be that one. What about that woman working at the meal? She's talking. Can you imagine what they were talking about? Did you see what she was wearing? Did you see her? Did you see those earrings? Her hair, my goodness. That wasn't a beehive. That was a hee-hive she had on her head. My goodness. That hair was fried, dyed, made to the side. Out of a sudden, boom, there it goes. And one is left. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Can you imagine what she about next week? I was in the middle of talking to her. She walked right out on me. Can you believe the way some people go? Don't be that guy. Left out of what God's doing. And so you might be saying, Pastor, what about the rapture? It doesn't matter if you believe the rapture pre, post, mid, end time. It doesn't matter. I believe the rapture is going to happen, and I don't want you to be. Don't be that guy. Who are those ones? Those are the ones who don't know Jesus. And Demas represented that picture, that person. He said, I want to be there. I want to please the church. I want to please the world. I want to please the Apostle Paul. But deep down inside, I do not know the Jesus you know. Don't be that guy. Christianity isn't religion, y'all. Christianity is relationship. Christianity is about knowing who Jesus is. It's about knowing his voice. It's about hearing him when he speaks. It's about worshiping him. It's about feeling the joy. I know you can see it in some people around you. And there's a difference in them. You know what the difference is? The difference is that they know him and the power of his resurrection. And you're saying, how come I'm feeling that behind? Because the pastor won't obey Don't be that guy. Don't be the one that's left behind. Don't be the one that's left out. Be the one that's taken. Be the one that the world will be talking about when you're gone. Don't be that guy who runs guy. Those are the ones who don't know. They're the ones who don't know him. Matthew 7, 21 and 20, tells us, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have you not
for the glitter of the world, if you can turn back after looking Jesus in the face, go back to your riches, if you can forsake him, then there is fear. And Jesus said, I don't know you. It's hard for you, you to practice Don't know him. Let me challenge you. Don't be that. Don't be that person. Come to know Jesus. Come to know him in a real and personal way. Give your heart to him. Don't be a demon. Not in name only. Do it in reality. Be that one that the world knows. That's the name of God. Not only am I a Christian, but I need someone to worship. You know. Not a one. You know how I know? Because we have silly people out there today. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Silly people. What's next? I just can't just pick up. Will I enter it? No. No. But I will show up and help you eat it. Steak cook off. Amen. Hamburger thing, I boy. I'm giving you all kinds of ideas, Brandon. Cheeseburger cook off, but God will be the judge. Impartial, 100%. If I ever had a weakness, it is a hamburger. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's good. Hamburger, we just get pretty Would I turn away from Jesus and hamburger? No. Because when I get to heaven, I know what's going to be on the Lord's supper table. Amen. People ask me that all the time theologically. They say, What happens when we get to the Lamb's supper? Actually, it's really figurative. That's not the point. What do we have? You know what I usually tell them? We don't really know. It's really a picture, though, of this union of the church and God coming together, the Jesus and his bride coming together. It's a picture of this wonderful supper. And you know what? Have you seen that old poem throughout the years? Have you seen that old poem where you have Jesus saying, Hey, I want you to come dine with me eternally, be up in heaven with me, and to be with me forever. All you've got to do is pause. Let them hear, Lord, your word. Don't be that God who turns away. If 
Thank you.